And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. And again, I want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. And again, they've got a tremendous selection of cars, trucks, SUVs, crossovers, minivans. And you can go to RB Car Company today. Check out their special promotions and offers. Okay, I want to tell you a... I mean, this is this is a horrible story. We don't have all of the details, but I just wanted to go ahead and pass it on to you. The Blaze covered this. A uh, U.S. Army veteran of both the Vietnam and Iraq Wars told the Mississippi Clarion Ledger that his prosthetic legs were repossessed after the Department of Veterans Affairs wouldn't pay for them, and he refused to go through Medicare and pay a copay. Jerry Holloman fought in Vietnam as a teenager and served in Iraq in his 50s, earning a Bronze Star in both wars and completing 40 years of military service. Uh, he said that exposure to Agent Orange in Vietnam led to multiple battles with cancer. He also had uh, says he has diabetes, which led to gangrene and to his uh, two legs being amputated. So this is where the issue comes in. He wasn't hit with an IED or anything. Now, he believes that um, this is all tied to his service in Vietnam with Agent Orange and that sort of thing. And, of course, we know how the VA has responded to those uh, allegations in the past. They basically just deny, deny, deny. So... He lost one leg in 2018. He lost the other one in 2019. He began a stay in the veteran's home in Collins where he received prosthetics from a company called Hanger. He got a few rehab sessions with the legs in before the matter of who was paying became an issue. I was told that Veterans Affairs would not pay for the legs, and he said that he was then encouraged to go through Medicare. But when he saw that he would have to pay a copay with Medicare, he refused to follow through. Medicare did not send me to Vietnam, he said. Uh, he's talking to the Clarion Ledger when he does that. So I'm. this is from the Blaze, but his statements are to the Clarion Ledger. And again, I, I can't validate any of this. I'm just passing it on. I was sent there by my country with the understanding that if something bad happened to me, that it would be covered by the VA. Now, again, you know, he's saying that his amputations were tied to diabetes, which he attributes to Agent Orange. Well, the government is disputing that. So from the government's position, and I don't know if they're right or wrong, okay? I, I, I know that Agent Orange is bad. I, I believe everybody who's been a victim of Agent Orange, I'm just telling you that the government's, from the, the government's position is that we didn't cause you to lose your legs and therefore we don't pay because you lost your legs. Um, this is a health issue. You had diabetes. You lost your legs as a result of diabetes. You got to go through Medicare the VA is not paying for it. From his perspective, it's Agent Orange that led to all of these health issues that he's been battling over the years, and therefore the VA is responsible. Okay. On December 23rd, a hangar employee came to the veteran's home to adjust the prosthetic legs. Holloman said that the employee told him to sign some Medicare papers. Holloman declined to do so, telling the man that the VA should pay because this is their responsibility. The employee took the legs and left, according to the newspaper. After he reached out to media about the case, Hanger returned the prosthetics to him, but they aren't functional unless further adjustments are made. So he's still limited to the veterans home. Okay. Now, um, if 
all of this ends up holding true, okay? Now, Newsweek has a VA spokesman, Michael Gowan, who said Holloman's claims are, quote, highly misleading. VA's Prosthetic and Sensory AIDS Service, which also has more than 600 local contracts with accredited orthotic and prosthetic providers, stands ready to deliver comprehensive support to optimize health and independence of our veterans, Gowan said. If eligible veterans do not wish to take advantage of these services, VA is unable to intervene and correct issues arising with personal purchases. So, again, um, Hanger wouldn't go into this with more detail because of uh, privacy, health privacy laws. But from the VA's perspective, this is a personal issue. has nothing to do with his military service and therefore should have gone through Medicare and that's why they didn't pay for it. Okay, From... From his perspective, this was all tied to his military service, and that's why he lost his legs. Now, who's right, who's wrong, I don't know. But can we just redirect here for a second? Because this is, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell you the story of my grandpa, who's not with us anymore, fought in Korean War, was shot in the Korean War, saved Marines at Chosin, okay? My grandfather wasn't even allowed onto the base to go shop at the commissary. Now, for those of you who do not remember, younger people in the audience, there used to be sales tax on our food. So you used to go to the grocery store and you'd buy, you know, a pound of bananas. You got a sales tax on top of that. So now that has been revoked and limited somewhat, but uh, there's still some taxes on certain types of foods. But used to, all of our food used to be taxed, Okay. So if you think food's expensive now, <laughs> well, it wasn't taxed on the commissary on the base. So a lot of people would, would you know, were dependents and, and veterans and things like that. They would go onto the military base and they would shop at the commissary. And that's how they would get their food without having to pay the tax. It was a perk. Well, he was shot and I, I think he was like 80% disabled or something like that. I don't remember the exact ratio. It was high, but it wasn't 100%. And because he wasn't 100% disabled, he wasn't allowed onto military bases. So I used to take my grandpa shopping at the commissary on the base because I could get, get on the base. And I took him one day to go through the whole process of filling out the paperwork just so he could be able to go onto the base to go to the commissary. They had these limited passes. You could go to like the library and the commissary and nowhere else, right? And they denied him because he wasn't 100% disabled. Now... He's got three bullet holes in his back from Korea. But they wouldn't even let him shop at the commissary in the base. This is something that has stuck in my craw my entire adult life. So this guy, perhaps Agent Orange is responsible. Perhaps the man's diet or genetics is responsible. Does it matter? He was in two wars. Can we get the guy some legs? Does it really matter? That's, that's my whole point. So you're getting in this Medicare VA conflict here. No, it's their responsibility. No, it's our responsibility. No, it's the United States of America and this guy, if he's telling the truth, okay, I'm going to assume that he is, and he served in two conflicts on behalf of this country and got a bronze star in each one. Give him the damn legs. Who cares? Honestly. At some point in time, this bureaucratic, no, it's your responsibility, no, it's our responsibility, it's got to stop when it comes to these types of issues. If his service record is accurate, according to the Clarion Ledger, which is his local newspaper, 
And the VA's not really disputing any of his record. The VA is just simply saying that this was supposed to be a personal purchase and we facilitated the personal purchase, uh, but because it's a personal purchase, we can't pay for it. That's the VA's position, okay? His position is Agent Orange caused all of these health issues that caused him to lose his legs. So what? He served in two wars, Bronze Star in each one. He doesn't have legs now. Get the man some legs. They don't have to be the high-end legs. They don't have to be the super specialized, awesome ones with laser beams and, and all, that, all, all that cool stuff. Okay, I get that. They can be ugly. They can be last-generation technology. I'm okay with that. Get the man some legs. He served his country in two conflicts, for crying out loud. 574-2595-953. That's 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Len, you get the final word. Uh, good to hear you, Casey. I got some perspective on this. I spent 34 years in the military. I retired. When you hit 60, you are covered by TRICARE for life if you've served any reserve time at all. I'm not talking a straight 40 years active. Mm-hmm. But once you reach age 60, TRICARE for life kicks in until age 65. Then Medicare is your primary coverage, and TRICARE pays the balance. For example, I've had both knees replaced now, and neither one has cost me a penny. Not one penny. Mm -hmm. This gentleman was not advised correctly. If he is over 65, Medicare is his primary medical. Okay. If, If he was not advised correctly, he should be under Medicare, and TRICARE for life, which consumes the entire bill. They take care of everything. I'm talking every single penny. So he technically would not have a copay if he met those requirements? No, none. He's got 40 years of military service. And because he's uh, a combat soldier, I'm rated way down on the list because I never served in combat. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't take me to Vietnam. I was an instructor. Okay. But he served in combat in two wars. He has a, a higher standard than I do. I'm way down on the totem pole. And if I don't have to pay a penny for all this medical stuff that I've had to go through, he should definitely not have to pay. Something's wrong. The man has not been advised correctly by the VA, and the VA is, like you say, they're, they're throwing this off. And well, they should be paying for this. Yeah, he's 69 years old, according to the Clarion Ledger. So, yeah. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's, shown, he's shown he's got a Coast Guard medal, a Bronze Star, and a Purple Heart. Um, well, two bronze stars. So, you know, again, it's even if, and I mean, your advice obviously is I'm going to take it for, for what it is because I don't know any any different. But, you know, if, if he's supposed to be getting this because he's saying that he was supposed to have a copay with Medicare, they're going to try and force him to do a copay, which he didn't want to do. Um, it doesn't make a single bit of difference what happened. He is covered for life as a former military retired member. As a medal winner, as a combat veteran, he should be up there in the first and second stage other than people that are that are 100% disabled. Well, I would hope that the attention that this story is getting will get him the proper legal representation so he can get these things. Because they gave him the legs back, but they're not adjusted, so he can't use them. So, Somebody should be contacting his Congress critters and senators. They should be taking care of this for him. And I, I, I would certainly... Jackie Walorski does a lot for the veterans in this area. She's on the Veterans Affairs Committee. 
and she does a lot for our veterans here in this area. Yeah, and I would so, certainly hope that uh, this has gotten that attention. So we'll keep following along with it. I've created an alert, so when it gets updated, hopefully we will have a resolution to this that uh, gets this guy's legs. Stay with it, Casey. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Stay safe, brother. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I've got my live stream They and text messaging and everything else, and they're all like, call this guy. We'll pay for it. And look, it, here's the thing. I will look to see if there's a crowdfunding effort for this guy. If there is, I will certainly link to it. Um, But I also think that with the attention that the story is getting, he probably won't need it, okay? So let's hold off on that. But I will look for it because I want to see some updates on this and try and fill in some gaps that that might be there. Uh, Multiple veterans are now saying, yeah, he should be totally covered uh, and agreeing with Len. Like, everything should be covered on this. I don't have enough experience at that level with the VA to know what he should qualify for or not, but I'm going to trust your judgment on that. I wanted to do this story last week. I didn't get a chance to do it. You ever been to a national park, dude? Have you ever been to one? Like, not like a state park, like a national park. Like, I Yellowstone or something like don't that. don't believe I have. I don't, think, I don't think I have either. If I have, maybe it was when I was a kid or something like that. I really want to go to, like, national parks, and I want to take the kids to that, but Harper's not quite old enough. Um, Glacier National Park, okay? Glacier National Park, about, I don't know, 12 years ago, something like that, they put up these signs in the park. And the signs in the park, because this is a Glacier National Park. This is a national park, of course, around the glacier. And the signs that were put up over a decade ago said that by 2020, there wouldn't be any glaciers left. It would all melt because of global warming. Now, of course, Glacier National Park still exists, and there's still massive glaciers there that have not gone anywhere, And so what they are doing now, the U.S. Geological uh, Survey made these predictions, of course they were wrong, is that Glacier National Park is now running around the park and taking those signs down and hiding. (laughs) According to Glacier National Park spokeswoman Gina Kurzman, the park was made aware of the bunk prediction about the glaciers in 2017, but tight maintenance budgets made it impossible for the park to immediately change the signs. You don't need to change the signs. It's like, go take the bolts out and take them down. Like, one sign a day. You can have, like, one guy do that. That's the first thing you do at the beginning of the day is just go take that one sign down, and then we'll get another one tomorrow. Uh, that's all you had to do. But, again, bureaucracy, right? Uh, so they weren't able to do that. Some placards have been changed at St. Mary Visitor Center, but others throughout the park have not. According to the Glacier National Park website, Glaciers are masses of ice that are so big they move under the influence of gravity. They grow when winter snow accumulate. Accumulation exceeds summer melting. They retreat when melting outpaces snowfall. Also known as duh, and I know that you all know that, okay? Uh, they go on some details on that and everything else. Uh, this is not the first time that global warming or climate change predictions have fallen flat. Of course, nonprofit libertarian think tank Competitive Enterprise Institute compiled 50 years of failed eco, uh, eco-apocalyptic predictions in September. We went over that list. 
And it's also an extension of something that we do every single year on Earth Day. So on Earth Day, we go back and we read you the predictions that were made on the very first Earth Day. Uh, and then throughout the year, we will go through some of those predictions that were made by the global warming alarmists, you know, through the, the decades. Not one of their predictions has ever come true. Literally not one. And every one of their doomsday predictions has had the exact opposite happen. So the fact that the fact that they even put these up to begin with on based on pseudoscience is pretty laughable. But they did. Uh, so they went ahead, they, they put them up there, and now they're scrambling with your taxpayer dollars again to go ahead and take down the signs that all of the glaciers at Glacier National Park were, um, were going to be melted. Because, of course, they're not melted at all. In fact, they're doing just fine. And then that leads me into Greta Thunberg. So there's an update with the Greta Thunberg fiasco. And, of course, you're not allowed to make fun of her. Remember, she's just a kid. She can call you all sorts of names. You're not allowed to respond because she's just a kid. That's that's how that's why they use children in their propaganda. If you use children in your propaganda and you yell at the kid, uh, then you get to say, "How dare you yell at a kid?" While she says, "How dare you to the rest of us for destroying her entire life?" Even though um, she has had enormous success and wealth as a result of this uh, activist farce, which, as I told you many, many, many months ago, was orchestrated from the very beginning, not by her. She is simply a pawn in all of this. We've also highlighted her mental disabilities. Um, I should say disorders. Disability is not the appropriate word. But she has, she has several mental disorders, one of which um, precludes her to this type of behavior and the way that she is defending her position and the fact that she can't change her mind on it. Okay, We went over the details of that before. No, I'm not attacking people who have her disorders. No, I'm not attacking her personally. I'm giving you the facts of what this particular disorder does with your thought patterns and your behavior. Okay. And we went over all of that. I don't need to bore you with it again. So on Thursday evening, there was a software update at Facebook. And what it did was it allowed anybody to view exactly who is posting under an account with uh, public figures. So like I have a page. Okay. Now, nobody is a moderator on my page, but if you go to the MNC page, we have several moderators. But when we post, even though I'm the one writing it, even though I'm not allowed to really write anything on, on our Facebook page, they limit what I can do to it because every time I post something, it's epic and they don't like it, they get jealous. So they take it up. I'm just kidding. They don't like me being controversial on the page. So several of us have the ability to post to it. All right. Now, when they give me the ability back to post to it, usually to, to boost an event or something like that, I will write the post, but it shows up as 95.3 MNC wrote it. Okay. Um, this glitch would allow you to see which administrator of that page was writing the posts. So this glitch with the Facebook software update showed that all of Greta's posts were being done by her dad. And there's a bunch of people who are super surprised by this. And I don't know why you're surprised by this because people have been telling you for months now that everything Greta Thunberg was orchestrated by her parents, and this is all she is a pawn in their game. Now, they may very well believe all of the things that they are saying, and they believe that using their daughter to be the face of all of this is the right course of action to save all of mankind. All right? They're delusional, but they might actually believe that and they're not trying to exploit their kid. But they're exploiting their kid. And so these posts are actually made by dad. And like I said, nobody should be surprised by this because you have been warned for months that this was going on. 
Uh, the results, for starters, some three million followers of teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg have been reading posts written by her father and a climate activist in India who serves as a delegate to the UN's climate change organization uh, named Adarsh Prathap. So her dad's posting this stuff and a climate activist in India who is a delegate to the UN is posting this stuff. <laughs> Uh, so Thunberg Incorporated is claiming that Greta is still the one writing the content, though. Even though the glitch showed clearly she was not the one writing the content. And like I said, this is a common practice on many pages for administration. It's just that, it, you know, when a magician reveals the secret to the trick and then it's like all of a sudden, it's, you know, the magic is gone. That's kind of what is happening to a lot of people. A lot of people are just not going to care, uh, by the way, but... It did show what was actually going on, and it turns out that the people who are saying that this was happening for months and months and months, they're all right, and other people are wrong. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I haven't worn a hat in like two weeks. I can't navigate around the bill. I keep hitting it. Drive me nuts. If you want to see the all-new fake news hat that I have, you can go check that out on the live stream, which is available on YouTube and Twitch. Again, youtube.com slash Casey the host and twitch.tv slash Casey the host. 574-25-95-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of of that message. I do want to thank our sponsor, RB Car Company. And again, RB Car Company have a great selection of cars, trucks, SUVs, crossovers, minivans, you name it. Go to RB Car Company today for special offers and promotions. Michigan State University's student government has voted to ban the use of trays in the dining halls. You were at the university, not this university. You're at, you're at university. Do they have trays in the dining halls and the cafeteria and whatnot? No, they were uh, like plates, like disposable. No, they were a spot, like to-go boxes is what they served. They just thing. did the to-go box thing. Yeah. So you can compost it in the, yeah, the corner of your dorm. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. A student government at Michigan State University, which is increasingly insane, by the way, has voted to ban the use of trays in campus dining halls in order to help save the environment. Even Joe, who I suspect like, hates it when I talk about global warming, like kinked his face about like, that. Like the reusable trays? Yeah, the reusable trays. You know, the ones that you use again and again the, and again. The and, reusable... And, and again. That creates no extra waste. And again. Are they arguing the use of water to wash them? And again. Is that, is that what they're saying? <laughs> According to the Morning Watch, the Associated Students of Michigan State University Bill 5630 would lead to a decrease of food waste, energy waste, and water usage. You got one of them. The bill also claims that it will assist with students' diets as reducing tray usage would improve the health of students by encouraging conscious portion sizes. Ain't nobody care. Tell you that right now. Ain't nobody care about their portion size. 
they're starving they do, anyway, aren't they? If they do, they're college kids, they're starving if, to death. If they do care about their diet, they're doing their own meals. Telling you that if you're, you know, well, if you're buying it there, yeah, you you clearly don't care about yeah, your diet at that point because it's, it's it's not healthy food to begin with. <laughs> it's like I, I'm trying to be healthy, the, so I'm just going to eat out of vending machine. Water today. waste makes sense. Like oh, oh. I I get what they're going with. <clears throat> Okay, but this is food waste doesn't make sense to me because well, I feel like it's going to be the same amount either way. Well, if you don't if you don't have the trays, then you know you don't you're going to take less food, so then you're going to eat eat better. You're going to be more healthy. But at least college kids are already like start. Isn't that one one of their complaints is that I don't have enough money to eat, so I'm starving to death anyway. Yes. So don't you need more portions so that way you don't shrivel up and die? Yeah. And that kind of the point, the whole starving student thing is that a lie? Have you all you millennials been lying to us, man? No, not about this. <laughs> But see, this is the, okay, here's the thing about all of this stuff, right? It is okay to not want to dirty up the planet. Let's just start there, right? That's a noble goal and... Nobody likes pollution. Nobody. Not one person, okay? Not one person. Doesn't matter what your political affiliations are or what you believe about climate change or any of that. Okay, nobody wants the planet to be dirty and polluted. Nobody. So when you ban straws because the math of a nine-year-old kid is bad, which is what they did, when you ban plastic straws for that, you don't factor in the other things that go into it. So like you have reusable trays here, and they're citing the reduce in water usage. Most of that water is reclaimed. Yeah, Okay. the water cycle exists. But what do you have, okay, what do you have in place of the reusable trays now? Styrofoam. You, some sort of so, styrofoam so or which, a plastic that has to be thrown away. But which one do you think is more likely to have a negative impact on the planet? Styrofoam. Even if it's not the, styrofoam the, the and it's trash that you're putting into it. I'm going to give them credit. Yeah. More credit than they deserve, Joe. I'm going to say that they're actually using 100% recycled boxes or trays or whatever. Okay. Okay. The energy that goes into reclaiming, recycling, and producing those things is far worse than the energy waste and water usage of a reusable tray. What's the second R in the three R's of con- the thing? It's it's reduce, reuse, re- reuse. Yeah, yeah, right? reuse, reduce, reuse, and uh, I don't know. Re- recycle. Re- oh, recycle. Recycles the third R. I couldn't remember the second <clears throat> R case. Okay. Previous AM or excuse me ASMSU legislation noted trays use uh, tray use leads to quote unnecessary water waste and also pointed to an astronomical quantity of animal products offered in MSU dining halls. So wait, what? So the reusable tray is what's leading to you eating meat. You know why vegans and the environmentalists are pushing this vegan crap so hard right now? Because people have waken up to the keto diet and the carnivore diet working really well. Really well. And, I, I mean, it is, it is astounding to push back from this. Keto's been around for a long time now. It's got a track record. And it is one of great and tremendous success. Carnivore's younger, at least to the public. It's been around for a long time. But as an elimination diet, not as a, as a lifestyle. But now the lifestyle of a carnivore diet has been pushed. By the way, World Carnivore Month this month. And people are extremely healthy when they do it. 
And all of the conventional wisdom of what you have to have diet-wise is thrown out the window when you're on these diets because what the old predictors with ancient medicine, and I'm, by ancient medicine, I mean medicine's 30, 40 years old. It's ancient by modern times. All of their predictions of what you had to have dietarily, they're all wrong. And here's the thing. We all know that they're wrong, and yet we still fall into the same old traps of what you need nutritionally. So they're really pushing this whole, no, you have to be on a plant-based diet, which is very, very bad for you long-term. Now, everybody's body's different. Some people can can survive better on a plant-based diet than others, uh, and you should have a balanced diet if you don't have any diet digestive issues, okay? But uh, people are realizing that keto is the closest to the more natural human diet, uh, and it has worked tremendously for people who've never been able to lose weight. People have never felt satisfied. People are always in a fog mentally. Um, people don't have energy levels. Suddenly they get on keto and pff, they do really well. Um, and then it's the same thing with carnivore. And so they're really pushing back against this. So one of the reasons that they don't want you to have these trays is that these trays facilitate you eating meat. That doesn't make sense to me. Of course it doesn't make sense. They're eating vegetables and their brain isn't getting any food. Yeah, because because I want to because the the takeout box makes me want to eat vegetables, guys. Not, well, it's lighter, and since you're not eating any meat, you need things that are lighter because your muscles have no food. Right. So like, you want to have you know plants. I don't understand the logic line. Correct. <laughs> Nobody does because it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It's insane. It's like the paper bag, plastic bag thing. Have you seen? Is it Thailand? That just banned uh, plastic bags. I think it's Thailand. Don't quote me and on it. And they're of... doing like weird things. Yeah, Have you I've... seen that? It's become a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're doing like people brought in like pots and they're putting their groceries in pots. And stuff. As a way, the people of, of, I believe it's Thailand, the people of Thailand, as a way of flipping everybody off or banning plastic bags, have decided to bring every old random thing as a meme to put their, their, uh, their groceries in. So they're bringing in all sorts of weird stuff, laundry baskets and like bird cages and I, it, all sorts of weird things like that just to put their, their groceries in. And it's kind of like a giant bleep you. <laughs> we want our plastic bags back. But remember when the plastic bag ban thing was really, really hot in the United States about 10 years ago? It's coming back again, and it does every couple of years. We ended up finding out that paper bags are actually worse for the environment than plastic bags. More carbon emissions go into making a paper bag than a plastic bag. <laughs> we can also recycle plastic bags. Uh, we can recycle paper bags too, but we can recycle plastic bags more efficiently than people believe we can. And they and they do break down. Uh, people that that old notion that plastic bags don't break down for hundreds of years is not true. And for a long time, I had to tell people that because I'm from the desert. Um, heat breaks them down like that. I mean, a couple of months they'll be broken down. So it. All of this is based on pseudoscience and not real stuff. But, you know, what else do you expect? So re reusable trays are now not environmentally friendly. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
and good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Somebody sent me a text and said, Casey, have you heard anything about Indiana offering driver's licenses to illegal aliens? I saw something on Facebook Marketplace in Spanish. Uh, no. I, is, is it the South Bend ID thing? Is that what you're talking about? The Pete Buttigieg dealio? I haven't seen anything about Indiana offering it. That doesn't mean it hasn't been introduced and is in committee or something like that. There's been a lot of crazy stuff like SB 203. That's the anti-gun legislation um, that was introduced by that Indianapolis Democrat. But no, I haven't seen it. Um, if anybody has it, send it to me, please. I would like to take a look at it, but... I think that they might just be talking about the IDs in South Bend, which have been around for a little bit. Uh, Mayor Pete was behind that, but I could be wrong. I, I'm just trying to draw from memory since I don't have a document in front of me. But uh, appreciate the heads up. If nothing else, we'll put our ears to the ground. The head of the Indiana Department of Revenue has decided to challenge the embattled state attorney general Curtis Hill's bid seeking the Republican nomination for the office. Uh, Adam Krupp? Is it Krupp or Krupp? I don't know. All I know is I hate the Department of Revenue here. He told the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette that he would resign as the Revenue Department's commissioner at the end of January to run full-time for Attorney General. Uh, of course, uh, Holcomb is getting ready to give his State of the State address, which, of course, we will provide all of the, the content for uh, and reaction to. Let's see. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb appointed uh, Krupp I think it's Krupp, uh, to the position in 2017 after he previously was an attorney in then-Governor Mike Pence's office. Hill is seeking re-election even as he awaits the outcome of professional misconduct allegations of drunkenly groping four women that threatened to that threatened to sue his, uh, not sue, um, threaten his law license. They are threatening to sue. Um, and again, the recommendation was that he have his license suspended. That is just a recommendation. Um, it ultimately comes down to the Indiana Supreme Court and whether or not that happens. So, uh, we'll see, but it looks like the attorney general is going to have a primary opponent. So, uh, and, and I mean, honest, it's going to be a tough road for Curtis Hill. It just is. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to look at this and they're going to go, you know what? I, yeah, we might like the guy and what he does as attorney general, but he's got all of this other stuff. It's baggage. Um, it may result in suspension of his license and that sort of thing. So I think there's going to be a lot of people. It all depends on the timeline and when that gets resolved. But I think there's going to be a lot of people who probably say that, you know, we're going to go with um, with the other guy just because we don't want to deal with all of this extra stuff, whether it's true or not. Okay. And, you know, again, it, you can't fault somebody for, for taking that that approach. You know, if you've got two capable people for the office, but one of them has some scandal, you can't fault a voter for going the other direction. And honestly, I like a lot of what Curtis Hill does as attorney general. But if you're going to have these battles, if you're, you know, assuming that the allegations against him would be true, if you're going to have these types of extracurricular misbehaviors that could lead to more problems in the future, why would we do it? And honestly, it may be better for Curtis Hill and his family to take some time off of politics, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, if he were to take a step back, if he wants to have a political career, and it sure seems like he does, 
if he wants to have a political career beyond this posting, it may be better for him to take a couple of years off, readjust, let memories kind of fade, and then get involved uh, in politics again. Now, for those of you who are you know, kind of snarking at that, all right, look, we got Henry Davis Jr.'s back in office. Remember, Henry Davis Jr. had some controversy a couple years ago, walk, walks away from, from politics for a little bit, focuses on family, personal life, that sort of stuff. He's back, okay? Uh, you take a look at um, um, Arvis in, in Elkhart. Guy stole money. <laughs> the local paper said he should never serve in government again. What happens? Gets elected to office again. He's now on the Common Council. Got tossed out of a girls' basketball game for, for uh, what, what do they call it, uh, unruly conduct, but he's back. You never know.